In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, 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 people. Guess what? Yes, it is that time again. It's showtime. <laughs> Whew, I'm a little perked up. I was feeling kind of uh, not really listless, but I went to the gym and we just got back, you know, about what, an hour? I think about an hour and a half ago, an hour and 15 minutes ago. And you know how sometimes after the gym, you're just kind of wiped out. So I was feeling, you know, oh, like I had to boost myself up and everything. But um started preparing for the show. And then I just heard a little bit of country music on the air. And whew, woohoo, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So I hope you guys are ready to go because this is our very special time to share with you and I don't ever want to take that time lightly it's our special time to share with you what God has given us to share and I just love it now just in case I don't think it'll happen but just in case you hear some barking Yes, a dog barking. Don't worry. Don't wonder. It's just Lucy. Lucy is our dog. And she's hanging out with us tonight because they're expecting, supposedly we're expecting a pretty bad um, thunder and lightning storm. And she hates those. She hates the thunder and she hates the lightning and she starts going crazy. So... <laughs> yeah, poor baby. She's hanging out with Mr. Chris, Minister Chris. And, uh, you know, he's kind of babysitting while he's helping me behind the scenes with the technical part of the show. So anyway, you know, he's my backup, y'all. <laughs> so hopefully she's she's cool and calm. So let me see, where are we going to go tonight in our discussion? 
Um, last week, we talked about cheating. I think the last two weeks, we talked about cheating. That's right, infidelity, adultery, all of its different names, same meaning, cheating, okay? I think we pretty much covered that topic well. I'm sure we could find more information if we wanted to, but I think we, we got the point across. Um, so tonight we are going to start a new topic. But before I do, let me just tie up last week's topic with a couple of statements here. Okay, let me see. Um, if you are having sex with a man casually, in other words, if you're not married and you're having sex with a man, ladies, of course, I'm talking to you, casually, you know, um, living together, shacking up, um, there's different names for it, you know, partners. Um, but if you're having sex with a man casually, you are cheating yourself. Now, that's another kind of cheating. We've been talking about um, someone cheating on you or you cheating on your spouse, you know, as far as adultery goes, like going outside of your marriage. But now I'm telling you that you are actually cheating yourself if you choose to be in that type of relationship that is not going anywhere. It's not uh, not you know, leading towards marriage, um, you've kind of put the cart before the horse and you're actually cheating yourself. You, I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to say that you are casually being raped of your essence, of your self-worth, of your, of your, um, the beauty that God has given you inwardly. Because every time you have sex with someone, every time we as human beings have sex with someone, you do give of yourself. Okay, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, uh, you give of yourself. So you're being stripped. Every time you do that, you're being stripped of a part of you. Okay, so... My statement and my request to you and what I say to you then is stop the rape. Stop it. Rape is not just the horrific physical act that we hear about, you know, someone forcing you to, you know, taking control of your body and forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. But rape is also a stripping away, a violation of who you are. Um, you know, sexually as a, as a, as a person, but sexually. So I say to you, stop the rape, you know, um, stop being sexually abused, give your heart, soul and body over to Jesus Christ, over to, to him, let him be your Lord and your savior and guess what? He will love you like no other lover can or will. I'm not talking about physical love. 
I'm not talking about that, but he will love you like no other lover can or will. He will fulfill you. He will restore your essence. He will show you who you really are and what you're worth. He will restore your identity to you, first of all, in a spiritual sense, okay? And then you'll begin to understand your worth, you know, who you are, what God created you for. You won't sell yourself cheap. I know that this is old-fashioned to a lot of people. I know that it's not according to the times. I know, you know, people say this is a different age and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I still talk to people regularly, almost on a daily basis, who are in these kinds of relationships. And especially women, you know, I don't talk to men about it uh, uh, nearly as much, but especially women who agonize over how they feel, especially if the woman is ready to marry and the man is not ready to make that commitment, how they feel, how they agonize, how things come up repeatedly to, to trouble them, okay? Um, if you're in a relationship like this and it doesn't trouble you that you're in that relationship, then I, I suggest that you really and truly are not in tune with the Lord and you really don't know who you are as far as what God has created you to be because he has so much more for you, okay? You are selling yourself cheap. You are giving away what God says is valuable. You're just giving it away. You may not think it's valuable. You may not think that your body is valuable, that your, um, that, that intimacy and that personal side of you, that sexual side of you, you may not consider it to be valuable, but it is extremely valuable to God. So, let God restore your virtue, okay? Let that man know, you know what, I love you, but I can't continue to live with you without that commitment of marriage. We've got to make some plans. We've got to make this thing right because I want to do what's right in God's eyes. And I want to have all that God has for me. Okay? Let God restore your virtue. Submit yourself to Him. The scriptures tell us to submit ourselves to God. Resist the enemy. Resist the devil. And He will flee from us. And guess what? If that man doesn't want to honor that, if he doesn't want to honor your stand and your request, then he's not the man for you. If God has a husband for you, that man will find you. If you're submitting to God and you're lining up with the ways of God and the will of God, that man will find you, you will find each other, and God will will make something beautiful. He will restore what you've given away for free. Ha! Not bad, not bad, not bad. I got that done almost before the break was over or, or the break came. <laughs> now I can move on to my new topic with a new question. Yes, we have a new topic, a new question. Want to know what the question is? Anybody? Okay, well, who can find a virtuous 
woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? That question comes to us directly from the scriptures, from Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. Solomon is the author of Proverbs. But I'm going to pose it to you in another way. Let's say the Lord is asking that question. Let's say that he's surveying the land. Let's say he's surveying the country, this country even. And he's asking, where can I find a virtuous woman? Well, we will talk about that and answer that when we come back from the break. Okay. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, so I'm ready for a new topic. We're going to be talking about the virtuous woman. I, I'm so ready that I've got my cup of tea. I decided to um, pull out one of my holiday teas, even though the holidays have come and gone. <laughs> I just wanted something with a little spice. So I'm sipping my gingerbread spice, you know, gingerbread spice or no, they used to say cinnamon and spice and everything nice, but I'm drinking gingerbread spice <laughs> and it's all nice. Yes, it's very yum yum. So hopefully you've got your tea 
If not, maybe you should wait until the break unless you can hear from from your kitchen. <laughs> okay? So, oh yes, oh yes, I don't want to forget either before I talk about the virtuous woman, we will be having a special guest next week. We haven't for, we have not forgot about Miss Veronica Wright who was on the air with us. We are still um working on having her coming back. But next week we have Amira Berger. She um, will be our guest. She will be the next guest on my radio show. I spoke to her a couple of times um, before the weekend. Yeah, before the weekend. And I just fell in love with Amira. Um, I think that she's a sweetheart. And her story really just touched my heart. And I think it will touch yours. Um, she has survived such hardships as childhood rape, child sex slavery, homelessness as a teen, and severe drug addiction. She is now living what she calls a full life as a wife, mother, and a student in pursuit of a bachelor's in social work and a certificate in art education. That's commendable, uh, considering what she has gone through. Um, very commendable. So I'm inviting you to tune in next Monday at the usual time and channel um, to hear her story and to hear how through Mending the Soul Community Model of Healing. That is the program that she got involved with and how that is helping her to overcome the abuse that has happened in her life. We don't want to just tell a sad story on this show, but we do want to give people hope and we do want to offer them answers as far as how they can overcome the abuse that has happened in their life. Okay? So that's next Monday. Look for it. Listen for it. Prepare for it. All right. The virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? What did I say before the break? Let's put it like this. Let's look at it like this. If the Lord himself is surveying the land, if he's looking down from heaven on high and he's looking for a virtuous woman, can he find one in you? Do you know of any virtuous women? Will he be able to say, ah, there she is or there they go? You know, I hope so, because that is what I strive to be. I hope to be at least one of those women that he can look down and be, and be pleased with, that he can smile when he, when he sees me and when he hears my name. <laughs> I hope so. But let's tell you, let's tell you about the virtuous woman, and then maybe you can answer that question better even for yourself. Would he look at you and say, yes, yes. That is a virtuous woman. Why? Because her price is far above rubies. 
Her price, people, is more precious than any gemstone. Okay, it's more precious. It's far above rubies. Her price is more valuable than the dollar. Okay, it's more valuable than what we in society place so much emphasis on. You know, money and materialism and vanity and uh, me, 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 self, 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 I, I, I. According to the word of God, her price is far above all of that. Okay? Her heart, I'm sorry, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Do you know that's a valuable quality? That a person feels like they can trust you. You know, we live in a time where everywhere you turn, everywhere you turn, I mean just driving on the street, you encounter people that are untrustworthy. You can't trust anything that comes out of their mouth. You can't trust that they will be a person of their word. You can't trust uh, that they are of good character and that they're honest. You can't trust that they won't fraud their bosses on the job, you know, that they won't try to get something from nothing, that they won't, you know, so many people just, you know, they want to get paid, but they don't want to hardly do any work. I mean, everywhere we turn, there is a lack of trust. You can't trust you know, your utilities company sometimes because they make mistakes. You can't trust the person at the register. Um, I found since I've been in this area, especially, it's not the only area, but it's been more so. I go through a drive through order food. You know, if I forget to check my bag, almost half the time, the order may be wrong or they have forgotten to put something in there that I requested. You know, they might even ask me, do you want such and such? And I say yes. And then I drive away and I don't have what I requested. You can't trust because it's like people are so caught up or moving so fast that they're not paying attention. Do you know having your husband be able to safely trust in you is a valuable thing? I mean, when it comes to finances, you know, I mean, when it comes to fidelity, I mean, when it comes to having his heart and his best interest at heart that he can safely trust in you, he can safely trust in the virtuous woman so that he shall have no need of spoil. He knows that you won't waste and splurge and squander. Uh, man, I mean, there are so many areas that we can touch on when it comes to trust. Um, we li we're living in some financial hard times, you know. Can your husband trust you that you're not off spending unnecessary money on frivolous things? Can he trust you with the bank account? 
you know, um, maybe even if you are a working woman too, I'm not just saying that, um, you know, he's the only one bringing in the, the bacon, but perhaps if you're a working woman too, do you feel that because you're a working woman, you can spend your money however you want to spend your money? And that ain't his business. That's none of his business. I mean, can he trust you if you have children? Can he trust you to take care of and nurture and love your children and, you know, um, instill in them the things of God and the character and the, the strength and the ability that they're going to need to be, <coughs> pardon me, successful human beings in life, people that are going to grow up to love God. Can he trust that when he's away, you know, the cat won't play? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, trust is a big issue. The virtuous woman can be trusted. She can be trusted. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Wow. You know, do you do spiteful things and do you pay him back uh, when he fails you, when he doesn't meet your expectations? Do you criticize him and put him down? Do you make him feel like less than a man? Do you castrate him? Do you um, try to turn him into you? Do you try to make him into, you know, uh, another version of you? By stripping him of his manhood. That's what I mean by castration. Um, forcing him to become the 20th century man. <laughs> instead of the man that God has called him to be. Whatever that is. Whatever his calling is. You know, are you all about helping him to become that man? The man that God has called him to be. Or are you trying to make him into your man? And what suits you only. Okay. Wow. Trust is a big issue. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Now, of course, in that era, in the biblical times, you know, um, we didn't have stores where you can just go and buy your supplies and your, I mean, they didn't have stores where you could just go buy your supplies and your clothing and your oils and, you know, your resources for, for everyday life, but bring it to today, bring it to modern day times. You know, do you seek out the commodities and the resources and things that you're going to need to run your home, to run your business, you know, to make sure that your house is well stocked. Um, working willingly with your hands, working willingly uh, using your gifts and talents, whether it be on your job or whether it be in ministry, you know, things that God has called you to do, talents that he has given you and abilities that he has given you, working willingly with her hands, not grudgingly, not with an attitude problem, not saying, ah, well, I don't want to be bothered, you know, but I'm going to do this, you know, not saying, you know, well, I don't do dishes. Oh, here we go. Here come the tunes. <laughs> Thank you.
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginat with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, I'm back. I'm back after the break. Y'all still with me? I hope so. I hope you haven't ran off. (laughs) Say, oh, I'm turning her off because she's talking crazy. (laughs) I hope not. Are you a willing worker? Are you a willing worker? I think we used to, that was one of our little, um, departments in in church when i was growing up they call them young willing young young women's willing workers or something like that so anyway are you a willing worker i hope so because that would make you partially qualified to be called a virtuous woman i mean that's one of the qualities okay let's continue down the uh through the verses and see what else What else is it about this virtuous woman that makes her price greater than rubies? She is like the merchant's ship. She bringeth her food from afar. 
Okay, so the way I understand that is like, you know, they used to have to wait on the ships to come in to bring, um, you know, uh, some of some of the some of the goods to their area. Perhaps you know that's the way I'm seeing this. And you know, maybe in 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 our time, that's not the same issue because we can go right to the grocery store and and get it. But anyway, do you make preparations? Do you Take care of business. Do you bring the merchandise and the things, the resources into your home, you know, so that you got things under control? You know, if a, if a stranger came to town, maybe came to your church or started the job with you, a new person started the job with you, and um, they don't know anybody in town, you know, are you able to just say, you know what, I just want to welcome you to the city, uh, welcome you to the job, come on, you know, can you come over for, for a meal, or you can prepare something and bring it to that person to work, just wanted you to know I was thinking about you, just want to welcome you to the neighborhood. Ooh, I tell you, I could spend a lot of time talking about that, honey, because when I came here, I was totally, I was totally in culture shock. I'm telling you, totally in culture shock, because <laughs> the folks here, even in the quote-unquote Christian arena, they didn't believe in no hospitality, and I know I'm not using proper English. <laughs> they did not believe in hospitality, uh, sharing meals, uh, welcoming you to the neighborhood, anything like that. My husband, he, used, he still teases me sometimes because, you know, when we've moved to new areas, I've been the one, even though I was new to the area, who didn't know my neighbors but wanted to get to know my neighbors. So I said, okay, I want to make something that I think everybody likes, you know, like maybe at the holiday time or something. One year I made, um, I forget how many pans, but some pans, several pans of enchiladas because we were living in a Hispanic neighborhood. And I just... Um, went to my neighbors and knocked on the door and just told them, you know, that I was kind of new in the neighborhood and I was sorry that I hadn't had a chance to um, say hi and get to know them. So I just wanted to bring you something for the holidays. I mean, are you that type of a woman? That's what the virtuous woman is, okay? She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. So that means whatever she has to do. If she has to get up early to get it done, if she has to stay up late to get it done, she makes sure that her household is taken care of. She was so blessed and so fortunate to have handmaidens you know additional servants additional handmaidens to help her run the household well how many of us on the average unless you're rich you know how many of us have that uh, available to us you know I guess now you could call them a personal assistant or something like that perhaps a, a, a valet or a personal assistant and you know what I don't know too many women in the in the everyday world that have that available to them. But that is still a goal of mine. That's a goal of mine. One of these days, I'm praying and asking the Lord to give me 
uh, a personal assistant or several personal assistants, even if they just happen to be my good friends, people that partner with us in ministry, where you know we can share our resources with one another and be there for one another and help each other out when it comes to the ministry or even our homes. I do actually have a good friend in South Dakota. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. I do have a good friend in South Dakota, and that's uh, Pastor Ramika. We talk about uh, their ministry, um, Liberty Christian Center. And when the Lord connected us with each other, when we met each other, it was, it was so awesome because, you know, we didn't know each other from Adam. But when we met each other, we just kind of, we just kind of, you know, we we had that bond. We just had that bond in the spirit, and we 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 went through lean times, and we went through fat times together. I mean, if uh, if I was cooking and I didn't have, you know, maybe I didn't have the sides yet, uh, and she did, then we would get together and we would say, okay, I've got this, and what do you've got, and, she, and we'd put it together, and we you know, meet at one of one of our homes uh, and just make make a meal out of it, just potluck it. And then we would just hang out and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And um, if she liked my hairstyle, then she would ask me like, well, how did you do that? And I would say, well, I'll show you. And, you know, I'd go over and I'd, I'd uh, do her hair for her and, and show her how to do my hairstyle. And, you know, we just kind of, you know, I'm not saying that she was my handmaiden, but, you know, I'm putting it in a in a practical way, I guess, that can make it uh, doable. One of these days, I'm going to have more of that because my good friend is in South Dakota, and I miss that tremendously. But anyway, she rises up early or she's, you know, if it's if it if it's before the sun comes up, she makes sure that she's got meat. She's got the food, she's got the meals, she's got the preparations for her household. Her children aren't running off to school hungry. Her husband's not running off to work hungry unless he doesn't want to eat. Unless, you know, some people just don't like breakfast. Well, where children are concerned, I don't think you should give them that option. But where your husband is concerned, of course, that's a, he's a grown man. That's his choice. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Women did it. Women have done it down through the years. But now in, in this century and in this time, you know, people, women are like, oh, I can't do hardly much of nothing. You know, a lot of women, you know, put that crock pot on. Put that crock pot on before you go to work. So when you get off work, it's already done. You know what I'm saying? Just be, 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 um, what's the word? Uh. Not, not, uh, I was going to say, uh, oh, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to use. So anyway, I think you know what I'm trying to say. So let's move on here. She considereth a field and she buys it. She buys it. Okay. Well, maybe we can't buy an actual field, but I think what the point is, is here is that she is She's thrifty and she's shrewd when it comes to business and she looks at ways to invest. Um, in, this, in this scripture, she, it says, with the fruit of her hands, she planted a vineyard. Okay, so it may not be a farm, you know, although, 
Although I have to say that if you have property and you have land, you know, it might not be a bad idea to plant your own garden. That's a, that's another goal of mine. Um, let's see, a couple of years ago, we started with uh, planting tomatoes. <laughs> we experimented with planting tomatoes and my honey planted tomatoes. And what else did he plant? He planted something else. Um, if you're listening, Chris, tell me what that was that you planted. Tomatoes and something else. Um, so we started with that. But, you know, it might not be a bad idea to plant a little plant a little garden if you got some land. Because that's certainly thrifty. Certainly being peppers. thrifty. Oh, okay. Thank you. It was peppers. <laughs> Yes. And uh, all right, well, thank you for uh, reminding me. I know my daughter; she's our, she, she she doesn't have a garden outside, but she has planted um, some tomatoes in her. You know, she has in a, in a pot, like, and she's also planted some peppers uh, that she's raising. I think on her patio, or I don't know if the tomato plant is still in the house or if it's moved to the patio. But anyway, be thrifty. Be thrifty, you know, preserve your resources. It's time to go back to some of the old ways of uh, maintaining and managing things and saving money and making things stretch and making things last. Okay, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. In other words, she is a strong woman. She can, she's a strong woman. She can endure some things. She can take some hardships. She can go through some hardships. You know, the Bible tells us that with God, all things are possible. And it also tells us that he doesn't put anything more on us than we can bear. So a lot of times when we complain and when we fall out and cry and stuff, it's because our, we think we think that it's more than we can bear. But I say, if you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, I say, if you're dealing with it, if it's, if it's upon you, if it's happening, you can bear it. You just don't know you can bear it. But God knows you can bear it. And he will strengthen you. We have to be women of strength. We have to be able to endure. We have to be long-suffering. When the hard times come, we have to... Hold on. We have to brace ourselves and we have to hold on to, to, the, to the Lord's unchanging hand. And he will strengthen us. Adversity builds character. Trials and tribulation builds character. It's that time. Back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest, 
The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Hello everybody, this is Pete Dix asking if you'll join me on Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. What a show I've got in store for you. Not only all the Apple reissues that I'll be looking at, some very rare tracks indeed, a report on my evening watching and listening to Neil Innes of the Ruttles and the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So please join me, Pete Dix with Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we're back and we're still talking about the virtuous woman and we're still describing what this woman is like and we're still asking the question, who can find a virtuous woman? If God was surveying the land, if Jesus Christ was surveying the land, which he actually is doing all the time, and he's always looking and watching, he knows. But could he find a virtuous woman in you? Could he find a virtuous woman in me? Well, I know that that is is my uh, endeavor. I strive to be that woman. Um, The virtuous woman, she, where did I stop? She girds her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. So she is a strong woman. She can endure trouble. She can endure hardships if they come, and they're going to come. In this life, you're going to have struggle, you're going to have hardship, okay? And she strengtheneth her arms. That sounds to me like she's also physically strong. She's not no little weakling, you know? She can take care of business if she, she does what she has to do, all righty? Um, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. Okay, the the um, the things that she does to bring income into the household, whether it is your actual job that you go to and work for someone else, you know, she does a good job. And if it's your own business or if it's your own, um, if you're in trading or selling or, you know, and you have your own business, but, you know, you're all about good quality you know you're you're not trying to peddle cheap um 
cheap, frivolous, unnecessary goods. Her candle doesn't go out by night. You know, back in that time, they, of course, relied on lamps and they had to put oil in their lamps and, and, and they had to keep those lamps lit even during the night so that they could, could, could see, have some sort of light. Um, and uh, even in the temple, they had candlesticks that had to be constantly lit so she's prepared you know like uh the scripture talks about the five foolish versions and the five wise versions well the foolish ones were those who ran out of oil and their lamps because they ran out of oil they they didn't have lamps lit when it was time for them to go and meet the bridegroom you know, and they weren't, they weren't able to see their way to the location where they were supposed to meet the bridegroom. So they asked the wise virgins, give us of your oil, you know, so that, so that we can have enough oil to finish this journey. And the wise women said, no, not so, not so. You know, we maintained our oil. We kept an eye on things. We took care of business so that we made sure we had enough. And so you have to go back. You have to go back to where we started from and get you some oil from them. I can't give you my oil because then I won't have enough to make it. Okay, so that's just kind of another another example of of a virtuous woman. Her candle goeth not out by night because she is prepared. She's looking ahead. She's thinking ahead. She's planning ahead. Okay. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. Well, I know most of us don't, you know, we don't know how to make our own fabrics, our own cloth, our own fabric anymore. So we don't have to worry about that. But it's still basically talking about being, um, you know, being ooh, thrifty, basically putting good use, putting, putting, putting your resources to good use. Okay, whatever you do, do. You do it and you do it well. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She, individually, she, individually. Um, it's wonderful if your church has a ministry, you know, like a pantry or... Um, a soup kitchen or something like that. It's wonderful if you give to that. That's, that's wonderful. But I'm talking about individually. She individually. When you hear of people in situations who've, who've, who, who are suffering, who are going through, do you individually stretch out, reach out to them to give to them in whatever way you can? You know, the scriptures talk about loving those that we see every day. The scriptures tell us, how can we love God who we don't see? When we have our brother or our sister right here with us and we do see, but yet we close up our bowels of mercy towards them. You know, if they need a coat, we say, oh, bless your brother or bless your sister. You know, I hope you get warm. God will work it out. 
<laughs> just keep on praying and asking God, he'll work it out. And yet you have several coats in your closet, you know, and you don't take one of your coats and give it to that individual. You know, do you reach out your hand to the poor? Well, that's what the virtuous woman does. She stretches out her hand to the poor. She reaches forth her hands to the needy. Whether it's a meal, whether it's a jacket, whether it's some extra change, a few dollars, whether it's, um, you know, whatever the need is, whatever the need is. Are you compassionate towards the needy, towards the poor? She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. So my interpretation of that is that in the winter season, she is also prepared. Okay. She also, she's also prepared. I don't know exactly what types of um, um, resources they had to, to keep them warm back in biblical times, but she was obviously prepared for that. And the, the, you know, whether it was a cloak that was made of fine, uh, fine um, fabrics, fine cloth, uh, made with scarlet. Scarlet indicates a color of royalty, you know, that was often purple or red or um, uh, sometimes even like a deep, deep blue baby would be considered scarlet. But my interpretation of that is that she was basically ready for the winter. Okay, out here I'm learning a lot about being ready for the winter. <laughs> being ready for the winter. Oh yeah, the first year we came here, we were shoveling snow, and we, you know, we had to learn about um, uh, what was that, baby salt. Yeah, salt that they that you have to put like on your driveway, and you have to put on the walkways, and you know it's important to have like a, a snow shovels. Um, in your trunk, maybe, in case you happen to get caught out there when the snow starts falling and extra blankets and my goodness, you know, your emergency supplies. Um, I always was considerate of those things, even when I lived in California, but man, it became more important to me out here. <laughs> power outages. I haven't had so many power outages uh, in my life, actually. We've had more power outages out here in the D.C. area, in the Clinton area, than I've had in my life. <laughs> so, the virtuous woman is a prepared woman. All right? She's prepared in season, in the, in the cold seasons, in the warm seasons. She's prepared. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. You know, now I might get some flack on this one. I don't know. I might get some flack on this one. But the Lord, I believe, began to teach me and began to stress to me, um, probably almost a good 10, at least a good 10 years ago, when, when he restored my relationship and my walk with him, when, when he restored my faith, you know, um, he began to teach me things about being being real in our presentation of ourselves. You know, even how we dress. Uh, 
I was very involved at one time in modeling and in fashion shows and I wore, you know, I had a lot of nice clothes. I had um, uh, sequence outfits and gowns and um, I had uh, a lot of what we call costume jewelry. Um, didn't have any real jewelry except for my wedding rings. But, you know, believe it or not, when the Lord began to deal with me in Scripture, when I would begin to read things like this even, I found out that God does want the best for us. You know, He is a God of good taste. If you read how He described and told um, Solomon to build his his uh, temple, how he even had Moses prepare the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant. If you read how he is preparing uh, the New Jerusalem, if you look at how heaven is is um, designed, I mean, God is a God of good taste. Now, I'm not talking about a prosperity message here. I'm not talking about seeking after material things. But I am saying that God wants us to have good things. He wants us to have good things. He doesn't want those things to own us, but he does want us to have good things. You know, so when I began to adjust to his standard, I started, uh, if I couldn't afford to buy the real thing, then I didn't buy the fake. I, I stopped buying the fake because I started realizing, wow, you know, this is what God wants for me. If I couldn't afford it at the time, then I did without it. I did without it, and I was content to do that until I could get something of good quality. You know, for investment purposes, that can be good for investment purposes, and it could also be good just for your personal collection. But, wow, we see, I see so much now that is just the quality, you know, the quality of furniture, the quality of woodworkings, um, the quality of clothing uh, is just not the same as it used to be, and we're settling for that even as Christians. Hey, folks, I'm out of time. So I guess we'll have to pick this up later. Have a good night. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs>